It's uh, awesome as I look back to see that uh, we are absolutely full this morning, way back to the fireplace, and I just hope every one of you feel at home and comfortable among us this morning, and I'm glad that, uh, that you're here. <clears throat> uh, I uh, just have a couple of minutes or so this morning to uh, share a thought, and then we want to witness some baptisms this morning. It's going to be so exciting. Um, if you watch the uh, Sunday's final round of the Masters Golf Tournament, uh, you were probably left speechless uh, by what happened to Jordan Spieth on the back nine. Uh, there he is, specifically the 12th hole. Now, I know not all of you are, are golfing fans, but uh, some of you have heard the news. He made the turn with a five-shot lead but then after bogeying the 10th and 11th hole, holes, things got worse on the 12th. In fact, much, much worse. Spieth found the creek with his tee shot. Then after taking a drop, he dumped another one into the water. And then Spieth wound up needing an up and down out of the back bunker to save a quadruple bogey. Now, if that needs to be interpreted... Uh, four over par. He had a seven on a par three. So the, for the first time in essentially seven and a half rounds at the whole event, he suddenly trailed the field. Not, not everybody, but he wasn't in first place any longer. You can't make those kind of mistakes on any one hole without it being disastrous. A year ago, Jordan Spieth won the Masters Tournament with uh, an 18-under par, which was absolutely amazing. He said at that time the greatest gift that he could ever receive would be able to do it again. And uh, he nearly did. Quite a disappointment, however, to the 22-year-old. He came in second this year, and it looked like he would come in first, but then he just missed some of the basics on the 12th hole. Deeply humiliating, too, for him. And he only won a million dollars. Don't feel too badly for him. Second place, million dollars. The good thing is that it's just golf. One day you feel like you got it down. The next day it's disastrous. You never know. What a challenge to keep mastering the basics all the time. And friends, it's true in our journey with Jesus Christ. There are times when we feel like we might have gotten a little stuck, a little off track, and we need someone to bring us back to the basics. In fact, the writer of the Hebrews made a comment to that effect when he wrote that you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Now, we have no expectation of these little ones that we dedicated this morning. We have no expectations... Uh, for them to be adults. They're just little ones. They're just starting the journey. And they need milk for their nourishment. That's expected. I mean, that's what will make them thrive. They can't handle meat and potatoes at this point. But they will one day. They will grow into it. They will grow up. 
And our spiritual journey is very much like our physical journey. We start with the most basic of foods, milk. We start with the Word of God. We start to read the Word. We start to study the Word. We, we start to learn what this book says. And you know, our kids are learning it every Sunday uh, in our children's ministry. Ah, oh, it's just amazing how much their little hearts are absorbing. It's amazing how much their minds are taking in. They're just learning the Word up there right now while we're down here. They're upstairs and they're learning. And they're learning the Word at home. Uh, you know, when you take the time, parents, to buy them their own Bible, help them to start to read their Bible, read it with them, show them the pictures, and then they advance to, uh, to text. Find a Bible that is applicable to their age so they can understand it and can absorb it. Now, the writer to the Hebrews realized that some of the people in his audience were not growing anymore. They were just repeating themselves. and They were not gaining any new territory, but they were just living another year without maturity. They were just going through the motions, but they weren't really growing. That's the situation with these Hebrew Christians, as the writer points out in chapter 5. They've been going through the same experience again and again and again all the years of their Christian life. They're stuck in year one. The only thing they've got going is time, but not maturity. So friends, would you help those around you who are feeling a little stuck these days? What do they need? Uh, often they need some encouragement. Often they need just somebody to walk with them, to talk with them, to pray for them. You know, Paul, the apostle, was so committed to cheering others on. I mean, it's just a deep, deep calling in his life, and it had absorbed every ounce of energy that he had. And when people got stuck in their journey, Paul felt it. I mean, he agonized with it, and he did everything he could to get them unstuck. Look at how he says it in Galatians 4.19. Oh, my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again. And they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. How many times have you said to people, to someone, I really see you growing in your faith. It's, it's really inspiring to me to watch you because I see you growing. And often the response is, really? You see it in my life? You, you do? And, and that encourages them. Honestly, all of us, if we're honest, feel disappointed and frustrated in our spiritual journey at times. Uh, when the early church was launched, there was uh, amazing growth steps that took place. And Acts chapter 2 says that those who believed what Peter said were baptized and they were added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and in prayer. So when the early church was birthed a couple of thousand years ago, there were a ton of new believers on the scene, suddenly about 3,000, and then it grew from there. And they were all in spiritual kindergarten. Oh, did they grow. They had a, they had a desire and an intention in their hearts to grow. They were excited. They were determined. They were intentional. And they took the right steps to grow. First of all, they got baptized. We're going to see that this morning. They got baptized. That, 
That was kind of step number one. They got baptized. They were not shy to say, we belong to Christ. We, we've decided to follow him. And we're not turning back. We're, we're going ahead. Uh, this morning, you're going to just appreciate uh, three people, their stories uh, of getting baptized and, and what, what God means to them, who Jesus Christ is in their lives. And so glad that they understand that baptism stands at the very beginning of the journey uh, as a way of declaring their lives, that, that their lives are under new management. Now, we just call it like that picture uh, there is like, we call it going public. And there is something about it that is amazingly powerful in the future growth of our spiritual lives. Now, I know, I know a lot of people get stuck on baptism and, uh, and may feel, well, you know, I'm really new to the faith. I don't think that fits for me. Maybe I'll be baptized when I get a little bit older. Or maybe when I learn more, I'll get baptized. Or maybe when I get my life really cleaned up, then I'll get baptized. And I'm just happy to remind us all this morning that baptism is not about maturity. It's about new beginnings. It's about new beginnings. So if you've committed your life to Christ and you've just started the journey, you can be baptized. That's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to mark out your new faith and commitment to him by doing something that's tangible. And he chose baptism, which just indicates a new start, a new beginning. So we just cheer and we just celebrate this morning for those who are taking a public step of obedience. And I know it's a little intimidating. Can you imagine being up here this morning? It's just a little intimidating to be in front of everybody and to be baptized. But you know what? This is a congregation that loves you and cheers for you and wants you to keep growing in your journey with Christ. So the book of Acts says that they were baptized and that that baptism was part of their journey. But the, the journey isn't complete at baptism because we spend the rest of our days on this planet getting to know the one that we will spend all of eternity with. And so they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the word of God. They, they learned the teaching. And as you spend time in the word, you, you, you learn the heart of God. You learn to hear the voice of the Spirit more clearly in your life than ever before. And it's amazing. So it's, uh, it's something that the early Christians, they latched on to right away. They began to, to understand the teaching of the apostles. And then they devoted themselves to community life. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to being together. Small little groups uh, uh, sprung up where people could share and grow and trust others and pray for one another. It was awesome. You know, being in a small group is just one of the greatest ways for us to, to kind of put the fertilizer in our spiritual growth. and It just moves us along. And so they gave themselves to prayer, learning to hear the voice of God, asking God to move and change their own hearts as well as their family and their friends. So mastering the basics, mastering the basics. We, we, we will have our Jordan Spieth moments, yes. But we will also recover just like he did. He recovered. So all the way from a little child that we dedicated here this morning 
uh, just starting to feel the love of Jesus as a friend, uh, as, a, uh, as a, somebody that really cares for them, all the way to saying yes to Jesus through baptism and then growing forward into maturity. So I'm going to invite us to stand and we're going to prepare ourselves for these baptisms. But I want to just pray with us and then we're going to sing a song and then we're going to meet these uh, candidates this morning who are going to follow the Lord in the waters of baptism. So would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for the journey that you have us all on. Uh, if we could only see this morning the uniqueness of every journey of every person in this room, we would be absolutely amazed. So thank you for our individual journeys. Thank you from the journey from childhood to adulthood. Thank you for the journey from immaturity to maturity. And thank you for your grace all along the way uh, and that we can grow stronger and uh, become closer in our relationship with you. So I would just pray now for those who are being baptized. We thank you Lord, for them, Lord. Uh, help them just to know even this morning that we're cheering for them and we're so grateful and we're encouraged uh, through the act of baptism uh, that they're sharing with us today. So thank you, Lord Jesus, in your name.